0: Our first paradigm shift, moving the conversation from all to each. A new episode of The Wheelhouse begins right now. We're back. Welcome to season four of The Wheelhouse. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter. In this season, I am delighted to host a roundtable discussion with two of my favorite leaders in education, Penny Brockway and Catherine Money. We'll focus on one of the foundational components of our framework, accomplishment-driven leadership. You know, in season three, we explored the five arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, how to plot a growth trajectory, and then how to use those arenas to do what matters most, serve our students by growing our people. We'll continue exploring accomplishment driven leadership in this roundtable by thinking about the paradigm shifts we need to make on our journey to becoming accomplishment driven leaders. At Students Matter, we believe it's a priority as educators to prove to each student and each teacher that they are distinctive and irreplaceable. Together, let's continue to step up to this incredibly important challenge and add additional tools and skills. Right into our wheelhouse. Well, welcome to episode two of The Wheelhouse. I again am completely excited that Penny Brockway and Kathy Money are going to join me in this entire season as we utilize this roundtable to talk about paradigm shifts in accomplishment driven leadership. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Today, we're going to talk, we're going to move from, you know, kind of talking theoretically about accomplishment-driven leadership, even though we probably will hint on some of those important pieces that we talked about last week. Uh, But today, we start uh, in a series of conversations about paradigm shifts. What changes occur or need to occur as we be, as we Venture on this journey uh, to becoming accomplishment driven leaders. And the paradigm shift that we're going to start with, which is one that we all chose together, is this conversation around our focus. And it's just two words. It's a really simple paradigm shift, but it's a lot more complex when you tear it apart. And the paradigm shift is moving from a focus or a conversation around all students. So the word all. Each now, each implies all, but it does so from the singular rather than from the collective plural. Each student, each faculty member, each staff member what's their name? How do they identify themselves? Who are they as a unique soul? Who do they bring to the table? Uh, and those are questions that, um, as in that discussion of the paradigm shift from all to each that um, Kathleen Budge and I do in our new book, Powerful Student Care coming out at ASCD in April, 2023. But that's how we define uh, this kind of this, this idea of all to each, but I've got two accomplishment driven leaders in the room. So how would you define that, that, that shift from all to each?
1: I'm not sure my definition is a lot different than yours, Grant, because, of course, I remember the room within which we were when we started talking about this concept and what would happen if superintendents and school board members thought about each student and use that word. And the fact that I can remember exactly where I was sitting and who I was sitting next to in the table of discussion that took place um, helps me recognize the level at which that impacted and the level at which I shifted or began a shift from all or every to each. And um, I see that and, and think about it, maybe define it. From my mom's heart, right? So I have three children. Not any one of them is the same, although raised <laughs> by the same parents in the same household for their entire lives. and they're very individual and very different. And I would want nothing but the um uh, a focus for them on who they are as an individual and each of them being treated that way. And so, that's how in my mind I frame it for each child that I see um, in the different places where I, I am working or work. Uh, and obviously
2: um, I agree with all of that, with what both of you have said. Um, I don't remember the time and the place that we had the conversation grant, but I know that you know you you we started this conversation together. Um feels like many moons ago but you know it really wasn't that long ago and really starting to think about the fact that we have been so driven in education to talk about all you know and all of our mission statements and our values and everything that we write it's about all students will all students will and that simple change of a word um, really has just narrowed and kind of really focuses that attention to every individual person. So whether that's a student, that's a staff member as you as you mentioned, or it's the parents of the students um, or a parent of a student and really understanding every individual student's needs, their strengths, who they are as humans. So we put them in this category of all. It's this collective, you know, human beings. But when we really think about that individual person, then it becomes real. Then it becomes, it's about our kids. Like Penny said, like our own children and what we want for them. That's exactly what we want for the children and the adults in which we're entrusted with.
0: It's interesting how just uh, one word. Right. Just one (laughs) word. Right. Moving from a three letter word to a four letter word (laughs) is just so incredibly um, powerful for for the conversation. But I I think it it certainly helps us, I think, to humanize what it is that we're trying to do when we move from conversations around what we want for the masses, what we want for everyone to what we want for um, each individual. Um, why do you think that sometimes that's really hard for educators, leaders, teachers, anyone to to really think differently from the all to each you know that that it sometimes is a stumbling block for people they don't wanna they they don't necessarily want to go there sometimes um why do you think this is such an important paradigm shift that we're why do we? Why start here? As an for an accomplishment driven leader, why is this so important?
2: I think the difficulty lies in that accountability piece. You know, so how do we, how do we really and truly believe that each and every life um, truly matters? And so when we think about when when they approach with all. We think about. I've just recently had this conversation with a person that I'm privileged to to partner with in this um, in this educational realm, and it was really about this this percentage, right? We typically look at, you know, we're at semester, we're looking at percentage of students, you know, whether that's passing rates, that's you know, benchmarks assessments, it's any of that. The conversation completely shifted when we pulled up the names of each student and really what is their story so that responsibility it's not even accountability it's responsibility to their lives totally changes the conversation it totally changed it and so when we start to really think about the impact on our of our decisions our choices it's really easy to make very broad generic decisions when you're looking at this collective, this number, um, because what we often do with kids and and results, instead of looking at those individuals and saying, so what's what's it going to look like for Grant in the future if this is where he is right now Um, and making decisions that will impact him on a really profound level? It completely changed the conversation.
0: In exactly the right direction. I would hey, of course. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: It's very interesting, Kathy. We I just had a discussion like that this week with one of my uh partners in, in the work as well. And we were discussing discussing attendance and, um, the dismal picture we have in a building. And then we talked about one kid and the bouncing that that student has done, even as a little tiny one from one building to another, to another, and the struggles behaviorally. And then the choices we have with, you know, child study and potential, um, IEP planning and that kind of thing. And, and, um, that loss that, that, um, inability for that student to really feel like they belong there. Mm-hmm. So I think about that as you say each and make that so real and wow what what power that that story has for each person, right? And so I was thinking about adults because you cuz Kathy you brought that up in your first statement that the adults, right? Um, are also part of the each. And we often use the phrase, make sure every voice is heard at the table. But sometimes that's awfully robotic when we're just making sure everyone said something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what does it really mean to hear their voice and to let their voice their experiences, who they are, weigh into the decision-making and the thinking. And that takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. as a district leader or a building leader, um, particularly if you already kind of have set in your head where you think you're going to go and what you think you're going to do, and then to ask the voices at the table to weigh in, right?
2: Yeah. And it goes back to what we talked about in our previous episode about this you know need to be vulnerable. And so when we think about each student, each human, there is a significant element of being vulnerable. So whether that's on the educator side, that's on the that other person, um, the other human side, um, to truly understand and listen and ensuring that it's not that the voices are being heard, but that they're that we're listening to what they're saying, there is, we go back to that need to be vulnerable. Mm
0: -hmm. So I was teaching a a wonderful group of educators earlier this week, and we were, we were looking at a data, uh, a data action model, right? Uh, And uh, we were, we were in the phase where we were talking about okay, you got to set a goal, right? And, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, let's, let's think about it from a a lens of a smart goal. And let's think about what's attainable. And the author of the book that, that we were using as a guide was like, you know, make sure that those, make sure that those goals are attainable. You know, it's gotta be a little bit of a stretch, but you want it to be attainable. And of course, you know, being dutiful, I I honored, I honored what, what he said. And then I said, okay, so there's his way, (laughs) (laughs) I said, but I just got to say for just a minute, I said, I'm going to throw out the grant Chandler thinking about what's attainable for just a minute. Right. And I was like, I I can't, you know, you get to choose which way you do this, but I can't be happy with a third, with, you know, 30% of my kids doing better than, than they were before. I have to, I have to make sure that each of them are doing better. And we got into a discussion about, you know, what's the difference between, you know, this attainable goal, right? Which would be, hey, well, you know, 30% change versus each, which would imply every single one of them. And then, hey, if we don't meet every single one of them, but we had substantial progress, that's still a good thing. Why would you not celebrate that, right? And they were like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then someone was so brave and said, but you know, you know, in our evaluation system, we have to make, we have to make specific goals. And she's like, are you saying that we should? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tread lightly. <laughs> I said, that's another conversation.
1: <laughs> that's another <laughs> because, Grant Chandler insight. Let me tell you how yeah, I
0: think about well, that. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about how I feel about evaluation later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's go offline and we'll talk about that because, oh, I mean, that's part of our problem, right? Is that we are we are pushing people into spaces where it becomes where where it's not safe to talk about each where we want them to only focus on this broad broad all we say all but we really don't mean all right to me that's the danger of the word all is that we can say all but we really don't mean it we just really mean some right? it's when you it's when you put that each word in there that that it changes right why is it this-
1: interesting as you say that, Grant? Because we really mean some when we say all, and it's usually the easiest to reach. Oh, thank that you. we are only successful <laughs> with, right? Oh, thank you very much for <laughs>
0: saying that. Yes. Yeah. To point out the obvious, <laughs> mm-hmm. right?
1: Because we're not going to take the time to differentiate and really dig deep, right? How many times have we been in conversations with um
2: over the last you know few years with various boards and and asking the question about you know when you say all, do you really mean all or do you mean some? And the you know, really that putting that in the face? And if that's it, then then say it, right? Say if you're you're really here to make sure that that some um attain those goals then then be brave enough to say that or shift to say like that we mean each and then it's about the faces these humans it's so different in the conversation and how do you put your head on your pillow at night and rest well when you have each person each student each adult that you're responsible for that you know that you've done, your absolute best that day versus, uh, I think I got some of them. I think I, I think we got there with some of them today.
0: You know I had I have to give a shout out to uh Dr. Lynn Sherritt, who's Canadian a researcher and educator who wrote a book 10 years ago called Putting Faces on the Data, right? And it is it's a book that you know that I was introduced to when I met her. She I think she wrote it with Michael Fullan. They have a 10 it's a the 10 year anniversary was last year and there's a second edition of that book, but it was it was this whole idea of individualizing the data right you know it, my interpretation of that is each <laughs> right it's each so you thank you lynn share and michael fullan for writing that book putting faces on the data it's a pleasure to meet you lynn share when you came to michigan almost a decade ago
2: so when you think about back to um how this changes for an accomplishment-driven leader, and you think about that superintendency and that traditional role of, you know, what everybody really expects this person. You know, we've somewhat in some spaces moved away from this um, this leader being um, just this, you know, therefore uh, the show of it all instead of being there to truly lead the district. And in some, not all, we're not there yet. Um, but even that leadership and the significance of that and being in that highest level of authority within a district, do you really, do we know each? And when you step into that space as an accomplishment driven leader to ensure that you're partnering with the other leaders within the district, you you have to put yourself in a space that you know each and then how does that change the just the atmosphere in which you're in to to be this superintendent that's in the trenches with the other leaders because each matters and that's a difficult when you talk about a paradigm shift it's it's a significant shift for the leader I think it's even more significant for everyone else in the district because they're not accustomed to see a leader operating that way. And that going back to that being vulnerable, it's kind of scary, kind of scary to see the superintendent knowing the students and knowing um, and wanting to ask you questions that are really specific to those individual humans. Um, it's, it's a very
1: different walk in a, in a space like that. And it changes that admin team table, right? So uh, the words that pop out as you talk, Kathy, are guide and navigate, right? We navigate with them and we guide them um, in a lot of different ways. Those two things happen. Um, But when you're doing that individually with each of your admin team, each of your leaders, and then they come back to the traditional admin table because that collective place and thought is still valued. They're different people and they bring themselves to the table in a very different way. And sometimes that's messy and, and doesn't feel like it's growth and forward movement, but we all know growing is messy Mm -hmm. and it gets you forward because it's courageous and, and they're willing, um, that takes so much time and it takes so much um, intentionality to be right there beside them on a routine basis so that when they do come, they have this different relationship with you that trust is the only word that comes to my mind um, and a deep sense of care that eventually is a beautiful lead to the fact that you share the vision, right? and and you can strive toward the same
0: thing and and trust you're going there. Yeah, no one said that being an accomplishment driven leader was an easy journey no one said that it was an easy thing to 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 realize that's why we focus on um that inner journey at the same time that we're focusing on the work it's why we've developed these these competencies these arenas of captainship Poise, guidance, contemplation, realization, because they're so darn important to how we're gonna how we're gonna do this work, right? It's why we have the leader's compass. So we tie it all together to this paradigm shift because this, this hard work. Both of you know that. Both of you know that, that that changing paradigms in significant ways is very, very difficult because it makes people makes people uncomfortable. We've not thought about. Sadly, we've not thought about education this way before.
1: And as an accomplishment-driven leader at the helm, right, in that captain's seat, you have to be the first one. You have to go first. The shifts have to start in you. You have to be the courageous one doing the hard work.
0: Yeah, and then you're trying to create the space for other people to do that hard work and to make that shift as well. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts on our first paradigm shift from all to each. I think there's such significance
2: in being in that superintendency seat um, to be able to truly be um an accomplishment driven leader that can navigate the changes in this paradigm shift. I think it's um I don't know what other seat you could sit in within a district and really allow for this kind of a shift to happen within the district. So I think that as difficult as the role of superintendency is, um, in, in various ways, and especially um, you know, navigating the world of a pandemic, um, it just is is the it's the right seat to be able to, to truly make the shift to have and build this, the capacity to shift from all to each.
1: And I think about that, Kathy, as my last thought in the sense of sometimes when you talk about you have to go first and you have to, and it's about you, it's about you, it's about you, and it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, it's exactly the opposite. It's getting yourself out of the way in order to Lead others, right? And I think that's an important piece for for everyone to um, focus on when they're thinking about each individual, the power that brings to the to the whole.
0: So once again, my friends and colleagues, thank you for a great roundtable conversation around this first paradigm shift, uh, going from all to each. In our next episode. We're going to take our second paradigm shift, which is the word manage and the word lead. And we're going to shift that over to the word navigate. We'll see you in our next episode. And that wraps up another episode of The Wheelhouse. New episodes of season four drop every Tuesday, beginning February 7th and running through March 28th. The Wheelhouse is a production of Students Matter LLC. Our show's theme music, Off We Go, was written and performed by Cody Martin and obtained through soundstripe.com. If you'd like to explore this topic further and take our online course on accomplishment-driven leadership, or if you have something you'd like to share or a leadership problem you'd like to see us address, drop us a line at registrar at ourstudentsmatter.org. You can find me on LinkedIn or Mastodon, and of course, stop by our website and check out what we offer at www.ourstudentsmatter.org. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify or any other place where you find your podcasts. It can also be found on our website at Captivate, and that address is https. Forward slash forward slash the dash wheelhouse dot captivate dot fm slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. I'd love to hear what you like. Together, our goal is to continuously enhance and utilize our arenas of accomplishment-driven leadership, proving to each student and each teacher that they are both distinctive and irreplaceable. Is hard work, but being an educator is the noblest of all professions until next time. Remember we got this.